Hey everyone, welcome to the Grind Together podcast. We're the Grinders. I'm Lauren. And I'm Matt. And on this podcast, we want to create opportunities for growth through real conversation. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grind Together podcast. We are, um, man, this week has been crazy. It has. Like very, very crazy. <laughs> and one day we'll tell you guys we'll all the story. We'll fill you in sooner rather than later. But today is not that week. It is not. You don't get that juicy story this week. <laughs> you get a better one. Maybe not better. Just, I don't know. No, it's fun. it's been it's an, it's been super fun <laughs> because we've put polls out there on like our on our social media pages, on our Instagram, and just asked super, super simple questions. I guess it's not simple, but I mean, what would you call that? It's like a complex question, but... It's something that everybody, especially if you're married, you go through, right? You do. Or if you're like dating even, I don't know. So we put out the question of like, what are things you deal with when it comes to your in-laws? Yep. Yep. And this is a touchy subject um, because it's not like our goal isn't to offend anyone. Our goal isn't to like um, say that somebody's wrong rather than just bring perspective to the issue. Totally. Right? Totally. And we had, we had so many great like stories. We had people ask questions. We had like advice that people wanted to give. And like, as we've read through those this week, it's been really fun for us to even have those conversations and even looking at where our marriage has been. So Matt and I, if you're new listening to this, how long have we been together? Like not married, like together. We've known each other for... So however long that is, I don't even know how many years like that is. Almost 14. 14, yeah, 14 almost years. Well, that's a long time. Wow. <laughs> so we've known each other for a long time. We've yeah. been in each other's lives for that long. Um, married for almost 10 in September. Yeah. Um, and so we, I feel like, are in a good spot with, with, our, in-laws. with our in-laws. Truthfully. With our parents. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like parents and in-laws and, and all of that are, I mean... A whole nother ball game. And I feel like it's yeah. one of the things that people, A, it causes people so much contention in their marriage mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, and it's a hard thing to navigate because yeah. every relationship is different. And and so as we've kind of gone through these stories this week, it's been so fun and kind of sad too to read about some of the crap that you guys have had to go through. Um, it's made me very <laughs> appreciative of my in-laws. Um, but yeah, so let's dive into it. Well, yeah, and even looking back, if you want to kind of touch on our story a little bit, we don't want to like share too much, I guess, but... Um, he says that because we've talked about it a lot. Yeah, we've talked about it a ton. But uh, so I'm the youngest of four and I um, I didn't have a ton of time after high school with my parents. And I got we got married very, very quickly. Um, I mean, we were 21 at the point, but at the time, like I had been living other places and gone to college Um, and so when I, when I got back home, we decided to immediately get married. And so it was probably like two, like I lived with my parents for two months and then I got married to you, moved away. And looking back now, we saw, because there was a lot of contention, especially with my parents of like letting their youngest kid go. Yeah. Um, and I hope that a lot of people can resonate with that because any kid, um, I guess any parents that lets a kid go that, that marries a kid off, like a piece of that parent more or less dies. Yeah. Right. Where, where you created this person, you raised them up and you hope everything is good. And then you more or less lived for that person for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're out of your house and somebody else is, is, I mean, air quotes, cr- controlling their situation and, and you can't do anything about it and they're gone. And that piece of you is gone. I wouldn't say controlling. I would say like sorry, or, um, stepping into that role. Like I'm thinking of myself yeah. as a mother and like taking care of, of my babies right now. Like, yeah. cause they're little, not that I want to control them, but I do take care of them. Like they do rely on me for a lot. Um, yeah. and I think we rely on our parents a ton, even after we graduate. And as we get older, like mm-hmm. there's still a lot of, of relying on your parents because they're your parents. They're a piece of you. And so, I guess the thing is, instead of saying control, I would say, and I'm sorry, I'm like contradicting you there, but oh, you're good. Like someone steps into that role now of kind of a caregiver, kind of that, of providing those, those needs and those like roles yeah. now for that, for that child that you took care of for so long. And mm-hmm. so 
I think like if you kind of look at it that way sometimes, which took me a really long time to. Well, I mean, even you saying that, yeah, even you saying that, it's almost like a, oh, I would be jealous of that person. A little right? bit, yeah. Where it's like a jealousy thing. Like that's the thing. If if you're giving away your youngest kid to some girl that you've known for six, seven, eight months, or maybe longer, right? And it's like, wait, no, that's. I should be in your spot. Well, it's right? kind of like every parent doesn't ever think that yeah. whoever they're dating or whatever is like good enough for their, exactly. like kind of those yeah. examples that you see, you know, and we're starting at the very, we're starting at the beginning, but also giving an answer to the end of it. And it's just like clearly just seeing that your parents do go through things when you're first newlyweds. Right. Yeah. And I think um, we forget that. I think we're just yeah, kind of like, not, and because we th- we're thinking so much about ourselves. Yeah. Which is fine. But like, <laughs> if is. you take a step back sometimes, like, I think back to when we first got married or we were dating. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, our parents are being so unfair about this or they're choosing to have these conversations. And to be honest with you, like there were really no conversations that were had. And I think that that was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Even between us, like there were no expectations that there was no like communication with like, how does this look? How do we want to be like? Mm -hmm. And I think like a cool example that, you know, has kind of brought light to our relationship now because of, like I said, we're in a good spot. Like this is a topic I feel super confident in when it comes to like knowing where I've been and now knowing where I'm at and the relationships I have there are like, I'm like, good job. Like I've done the work on this aspect of things (laughs) and it's been hella hard. Yeah. And it's been the place I actually never thought I would get. Like truthfully, I never really thought I would be like totally comfortable where we're at now in those relationships. And so I lost my train of thought because I was rambling. <laughs> Let me touch a little bit on like a little bit of our story. And then I kind of want to jump into reading some of the the responses that we got. Yeah. Um, and I'll start off by saying that like, we're 30 years old. Lauren's 30. I'm 31. I'm almost 31. Yeah. And we've got three kids and one on the way. And we're, I'm the youngest, like I said, of four and she's the oldest of six. And so we've seen kind of the both spectrums of everything. Um, what I will say though, is that a lot of people that are in our age group or similar or close to it, um, the par- our parents or the, like th- those people's parents come from a generation that doesn't necessarily love to share everything. And I think that's pretty general, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that is nothing against them. It's just, I think it's just realizing that it's hard for, those people and most people to voice their opinions because for whatever reason. Right. And well, so I think they were just taught take, to shove it down exactly. and not to talk and about so, it and you get over it and yeah. it's fine and you move on. And, and we've seen that with, with, with our parents, but with so many other people as mm-hmm. well. And so that's why, that's where we're pulling that from. And so just take that going forward, knowing, knowing that if you're in our age group, that's probably something that your parents are also going through. So, totally. um, but yeah, and the reason I share that is because we got to a point, we had been married how long? Probably like six, seven years where... I don't even know. Where we had where we had like this almost like contentious feeling towards both sides um, of our family. And they know that. And we can share the story because we've like dug all the crap up and actually had the conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but those conversations were very hard to have. And we had to approach them the only way that it would get across like... Um, and so if you haven't had conversations with your, with your parents about some of these issues, understand that you might have to, right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to jump into it because, uh, there were some really, really hard times with both of sets of our parents where it was like, uh, I don't know if they're okay with us. Like, do they even like me? You were in the same boat. Um, and then we really had to have those really tough conversations. So Yeah. And I think sometimes like, like you were saying, it's cool because you could really get into like, oh, my parents are older, so they should be the ones addressing these. Like if they have issues with me yeah, or with my spouse, like they should be the ones to talk about right, and it that, with me. And mm-hmm. it's like, as much as we love that idea, it's very unrealistic because again, like your parents love you and if they take a step back, like they don't want to. I mean, I feel like most, I'm going to speak for most parents. I want to push sure. you away. And I really think for the most part, they want you to be happy. 
genuinely. I mean, I think there's some asshole parents out there that maybe don't and whatever. Yeah. And I'm sorry if that you fit into that category, <laughs> but like, I really think that if, if you're feeling that, like, I wish we would have had the conversations we had with your family and like even my family years before, because it makes it a lot easier now where we're like someone, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, the Matt relationships with Matt, with Matt's family is great. And I couldn't put a word on it. And they were like, it's just like kind of soft. And I was like, that's a weirdly good way to put that relationship. Like it's easy. Like it's soft. It's easy. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. It's, I, I'm comfortable where, I mean, even three years ago, I would have been like, I'm avoiding this at all costs possible yeah. because I didn't feel welcome. I didn't feel like I belonged. They couldn't. And, and to be honest, I couldn't figure out why I was like, I'm a pretty damn good person. Like, Oh, people like me. Why do you guys not like me? What did I do? Like, and I didn't know. And I think that unknownness, I don't even, that's not even a word, but the un, like the not knowing drove me more crazy. And I'm so bugged at myself that I didn't just sack up and say like, what's going on? Like, I feel this way when I'm around you guys and why? Cause I don't yeah. feel like I did anything. So if I did, could you just like enlighten me hmm. about that? Cause it was like, once I finally could see that, because for a really long time, I would say to you, and like, I'm only saying this because I feel like other people have this conversation <laughs> where I was like, I'm not going anywhere. So they can just learn to like me. Yeah. Like if their goal is to get me to leave, like that's not going to happen, which it never was. <laughs> I was just being dramatic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that's not going to happen. I'm just going to prove them wrong. But I went into all those situations so grumpy and so like malicious and like yeah. I walked in like everybody was had a dart gun at me and was like gonna shoot me with the nerf gun when I walked in the door and it was like that's not the case like hey I don't think people were thinking about me as much as I thought that they were they were all going through their own shit that I didn't know and I didn't realize and then once everything kind of came to light it was like wow 95% of these things could have been resolved a had we just mm -hmm. talked about them when they happened and b like, I didn't know you felt that way. I will say, though, when we had those conversations, I had the tendency to back off pretty bad. Like, I was like, I'm not going to say what I want to say because I don't want to cause drama. Yeah. And I will say right now, I am very, very glad that I still spoke like my 100% truth with how I felt about the situation. And I think that as a person in those conversations, as like the in-law, like as like the daughter-in-law or the son-in-law or whatever I think you tend to be like I don't want to stir the pot already like are already more than it is mm -hmm. so I'm gonna just maybe not say everything and I would encourage you if you're gonna already have the conversation to just leave it all on the table maybe do it gracefully like when it happened with us it was over text which I know people are going to be like really you didn't have a face-to-face -face conversation but that's how like everyone wanted to communicate in that scenario and it needed to happen that way. And it was, I'm really grateful that it happened that way because it gave me time to articulate like what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it without like feeling like a, I either overstepped and was like a total raging biatch and I was going to ruin that relationship because I was just acting in like anger and B like it gave me time to, honestly step back and really read and really take in what the other person was saying and how they were feeling mm -hmm. and be able to like kind of internalize that and put myself in their shoes a little bit and but still respond back with how I felt like it needed to be without feeling like I like cowered and like just took like just like bent over that way like I still felt like I stood my ground but I was a little bit more empathetic and understanding and every, of it yeah every situation is going to be different um and there's a lot of validity in what you're saying. I think, I think what I would put that in, I mean, as far as the beginning stages of it is like tiptoeing around your feelings, tiptoeing around. We, I mean, we, I think that we all do it even in our personal relationships. Like we don't want to offend anybody. So we don't say anything and then we sweep it under the rug and then nothing happens after that. Right. I mean, I'm talking a big game. I do it with my family currently right now. Exactly. So. And so, but, um, there's so there's a lot of validity in that and i think that after the tiptoeing a lot of people and we've even seen it where it's just like hey we just have to distance ourselves completely because this isn't working and so 
I mean, that's a scenario for someone and sometimes that might work for people, but I think the, the overall goal is to like, like obviously be able to speak your mind, um, and come and, and resolute, like, like come to a resolution and let's, let's figure, let's figure out how we stay happy together. So these grandbabies always come over so I can still have the relationship with my parents and, and you can too. And like, let's have this conversation. So I really like that you brought that up and I wasn't expecting you to bring that up. Um, but it t- you touched on a really good topic, like that, like personally Which, between me and you, because yeah. you tend to like be okay, just like with the confrontation a little bit. I feel okay. like, like you, like you kind of lean into it. You're like, I'll say my piece, like, let's go. Like you're, you're pretty graceful when it comes for the most part, when it comes to the fights and the conversation, you're very quick to apologize and you don't hold on to things very, very, okay. like very much, but I'm very opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, where are you going? Yeah. Where like you and I even recently have had relationships in our lives where things have happened. And I'm like, so this makes me uncomfortable. And this person makes me feel like I'm, I don't know why I even am sharing this because it's kind of TMI, but like, um, like this relationship is making me feel like, um, uncomfortable. We talked so much on this podcast about like releasing shame and guilt and, um, and things like that. And and so you're like, I get, as an individual, I get to this place or like maybe my marriage gets to this place where like we no longer have these feelings anymore. But when I'm around maybe these in-laws or, or this or my parents or whatever that is, like whatever the relationship that is, yeah. I now have these feelings again. Like they bring up these insecurities or they bring up shame or they bring up guilt or they bring up mm-hmm. these things. And you and I have literally like, I sat in bed with you like a couple months ago and just cried and cried and cried over a relationship in my life. And I was like, I don't even want them a part of my life right now. Like, I just feel like I need to like distance myself from, and I said, for my own like personal growth, like sure, it would be better for me. Like I've made a decision to do things in my life that like, I'm not going to surround myself with people that make me feel like shit. Right. Kind of a thing. Like I'm protecting me. I'm setting boundaries. Right. Ugh. Okay. I know you hate that word. <laughs> um, And you were like. I totally understand where you're coming from. Like you were so great and so gracious at, at, with this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I bring, it's not my in-laws. So like, let's just like erase <laughs> that from like, I know we're talking about in-laws, but it wasn't my in-laws. I mainly bring this up because I feel like it's a conversation that happens sometimes with, with your in-laws or in general. Cool. I don't know. I feel like it's important. We're talking about it. And you were like, Lauren, I know that you like the easy route is for you to just like, kind of set boundaries with that relationship or maybe distance yourself in that relationship. And you were like, but like, and you can do what you want. You were like, but I would challenge you to like, keep that relationship in your life and still stay true to you. Like show up a hundred percent how you are. Like don't change you at all. Mm -hmm. And when it gets uncomfortable, don't try to fight it. Like don't get in those situations when, you show up and you're like, I shouldn't be here or like everyone's judging me or all the things, right? And you just sit in the feeling and see what you can feel and what you can learn and what that person is per- like kind of projecting onto you. And that to me for a minute, I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But you're like, get comfortable in like the uncomfortable situations because there's so much growth that can happen. And I can say that like, at that time, because for me, it's easier to run away from that situation, truthfully. Like, it's easier for me to just push relationships out because, again, like I said, it's for my it's for my better, better self or whatever you want to call that. But in reality, I don't believe that that is really for your better self. I think you're, you're running away from your problems. Like, we're taught to do that. So instead of, like, facing our fears and facing what's actually freaking us out. Yeah. And, like, continuing to stay in that relationship and work on myself, not the person. Like that was some of the best advice I'd ever gotten because I was like, well, shit, I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. but he's probably right because I can't, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't see how this ends well. Like I yeah. really couldn't, like I could distance myself, but I didn't, it was like, did I really want to? I don't know. And I've actually learned a lot from that relationship the past two months. And ultimately, and I know you're going to talk about this is that most often than not what they're putting out there on you is what they're going through themselves. 
And now I will be quiet and let you talk. I'm no, so that's sorry. Amazing. That went so different direction than we, we were planning on. So Sometimes sorry. I like say things and then I'm worried that you're just going to get super bugged with me. And so I'm glad that you kind of took that one to heart because it's so true. Um, and before we jump into these stories, that's like the perfect answer for most everything is like, if there is something in your life that is making you uncomfortable, whether it be a relationship or a situation, figure out why it's making you uncomfortable and get better from it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the overall goal in life is to total acceptance of whatever's going on. Right. Uh, we talk about the word boundaries. So we're going to read some of these stories and everyone loves that word. It's my least favorite fucking word. <laughs> like Why? I hate the Why? word boundaries. Either you do it or you don't. There's no boundaries for me. And so like it, that's a whole nother thing. And we could jump into that. I was going to sound like, do you want to jump yeah. into that? <laughs> um, we kind of talked about it even today. Right. Okay. We're going to talk about it. Sure. Cause I think we should. Cause people are going to be like, fuck you, Matt. I can do whatever I want. Or okay. We, they're going to say this to you. You tell me all the time that I can, I only have to do things I want to do. Sure. Be selfish. Right. Cause mm-hmm. we say that all the time. Be selfish. I only have to do what I want. And I said to you today, like, you're going to get that from people. You're going to get backlash because like, we finally figured that out because when we first heard it, we were like, that's not possible. Like, no, right. it's not a thing. And the analogy I used was like, you really don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. You don't have to have any conversation. You don't have to do anything, but mm-hmm. you got to figure out an underlying reason why you want to be there. So I think what you mean with boundary is you either have to come up with a damn good reason why you choose to be there. Like I just said, those those relationships that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Why am I going? Do I want to go to spend time with your family? No, not really. But do I want to go so that I can better myself and figure myself out? One million percent. So let's go. I'm jumping in full force. And when I get there, I am going to be so aware of me that nobody else can like touch anything I've got going on. Right. Yep. I use the analogy of work or like, do I want to have phone calls someday? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But is it causing me anxiety not to have those conversations and not to have those phone calls? One million percent. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to show up in that conversation so that the anxiety for me goes away or the pressure for me goes away, not to provide an outcome or a result for the other person. Let me put it into perspective for you. So there was a person that wrote into us and it said, um, like, what did, like, talk to us about, like, we put it out there and talk to us about your in-laws, right? Or like something that you struggle with. And this person said, setting boundaries with in-laws about desires for your new baby. Right? We are literally going through this right now. Yeah, because Lauren's like six, seven months pregnant. I don't even know how pregnant I am. I'm having a baby in October. So those boundaries, what I'm saying is, is you're automatically putting up walls. And it takes a lot for somebody to break down walls. And what I mean, what a boundary is, is judgment on the other person saying like, hey, um, I don't like that you do this. And so I don't want you around because I don't want you to do this. And so really like... It's a reflection of, of, um, yeah, the things that you don't like about that person. So what does that do to a relationship? It causing contention. It causes like resentment it causes all those things. So rather than put a boundary on it, right? What you're going to say is like, we have decided that for us, what we're going to do is this choose to not choose to totally. come or not. Totally. Right? Like you and I, what, what it is, is that like, we're not setting a boundary for them. It's like, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. You can adjust however you want. Yeah. Like I literally for this new baby, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been really stressed out, especially where they brought up like having a new baby. Right. Like, I don't know if you're a first time parent. I have no idea if it's your first baby or not. This is our fourth and I'm still a basket case about some things. And I straight up a couple weeks ago was at your parents' house Mm -hmm. and I, to everybody said, Hey guys, so I'm having a baby in October Yeah. and I know in the past we've done like X, Y, and Z. And I'm actually really nervous about these things. And I was very honest about the things that were causing me some like uneasy emotions in my life with having a baby come like RSV season. Sure. You just don't want the baby to get sick. I don't want the baby to get sick and all the things. And so I had to communicate clearly to them. Like Matt and I have decided that like my mental health and like the mental health of our family and how those things function are more mm. important than probably coming to a lot of family functions during the holiday season. And it's not that we don't love you guys any less. And it's not that we don't want you over. It's like, this is what we're but doing. But we've chosen to stay home. Yeah. And if we do come to things like the baby will be wrapped up and please don't touch it. Like, yeah, unless, it, unless I'm like, yep, here you go. Don't ask. Don't come over. Like, mm-hmm. like we love you so much. But to protect me 
this is what I need. And sure. every single person I was shocked was like, we totally get it. Right. Because you made it about you and what you wanted yes. and what we need and what we want. And it was nothing about them. Like, could no. you strike your parents' ego? And so, um, and so that, that answers another one of these questions. Another one question that we got was how to get out of the mindset of caring what they think. <laughs> right. Um, probably one of the hardest things to do. Um, everybody lives in, we all live in a world where we're always influenced by the opinions of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Marn and I are going through it like very, very strongly right now where we're like, okay, cool. How do we get out of our heads and not worry about what other people think? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the thing is if, if you clearly set whatever intention you want for the conversations with your in-laws or, or your parents for the, that matter, if it's, um, like we're going into this saying exactly what you just said. This is what we are doing. This is what we want. It has nothing to do with you, but this is what we have chosen. What do you do? I'm going to ask you a question. And here's, you do it to me all and the here's the thing. Your parents are going to either agree or disagree. What my point is, is that that their decision is not up to you, nor should it affect your thinking. Right? Okay. So you say, oh, I'm having the baby in October. We're not going to come over. We're not going to do these things. Like I'm, we might not people want want people in the delivery room or whatever it is or after that's our decision right and it's up to you to understand and be okay with your decisions and the only reason that you would even care to think about what other people are thinking is if you worry that your decision is going to affect them one way or the other news flash it's not their life it's yours And so my answer to the question of like, how do I get over what they think is just that is start living your life for yourself and not for other people. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. It's eating at me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you sucked at it for a really long time. Go for it. I sucked at a lot of things for a really long time. (laughs) Um, And I also am not great at it. But um, what do you, what would you, what advice or like, what would you tell a couple? Because we've been in this situation where like, I mean, we're using the baby example, which we can use a different example, but we're like the, like one partner has different, you don't align partner wise. Like you don't align like on the decisions that you're making together. And one kind of like one partner kind of folds on a decision to make the other one happy, but they don't hundred percent align. And so then they have to like live with that, with the, with the judgment of the in-laws. Am I making sense? Yeah, but you said it in like a very therapeutic way. Here, let me say it clearly, right? I didn't mean right? to say it like that. I was Where just trying to like no, not okay. use examples. Where like it's like, I hey, do. I want to go to my parents' house. And you're like, hey, I don't. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So the advice that we got from the coach that we go to is like clear and simple. It's if you are, if you, I guess if you're having to do something that you necessarily don't want to do, like go to my parents' house or go to your parents' what if we're talking about in-laws, that scenario, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. The exact same thing that what you just said, like it's a general answer. It's I'm going to find a reason that I want to be there. Whether that be, I'm going to lean into this relationship and figure out why I'm not loving it so much so I can work on myself, right? Okay. Or I really love the fact that my mother-in-law makes a bomb-ass casserole right and so i'm gonna go and i'm gonna enjoy that casserole while my husband sits with his mom and dad and talks to his siblings or i love that my kids get to play with their sit with their cousins Mm -hmm. and that's about you you make everything about you and in the scenarios that like you air quotes have to be in but don't necessarily want to you find the reason for you that you want to be there because there's plenty Plenty. Okay, what do you do if the other, the spouse, we have both fallen in this category. Cool. And I actually don't know if I have an answer, so that's why I'm asking Sure, you. go for it. What do you do if like one, like you have a really strong-headed partner mm. and they're like, to hell or high water, is this going to happen? I'm trying to think of an example. Let's take the baby, for example. No, don't, example. don't ask your baby. question. What, were you, what was the question? Well, cause I'm going to, I'm going to say it and it's not going to oh, make gosh. sense. So that's what I'm saying. I'm going to use the baby example. Okay. So like, let's say I'm like, I know this is so hypothetical cause this never happened, but let's say your mom's like, I want to be in the delivery room. And I'm like, hell to the no. Sure. No one's coming in the delivery room. I just want it to be me and you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I don't like want to make my mom mad, but I also love my wife and I respect her. So I'm going to go ahead and agree with my wife, but like. 
I feel so uneasy inside because like I actually don't care if my mom's in the delivery room. This might be a bad example because it's like my vagina is the one out in public. But still, <laughs> does that make sense? Like when yeah. you have like I'm trying to because I know that these fights happen where like one spouse is like, no, like everyone. I don't want your parents it, watching it, the kids. Yes. Everyone wants their relationship to be with their parents to be kosher, to be on a good level. When spouses are thrown into the ring, there's competition, just like we said at the very beginning, right? Um, and let's say, let's put it hypothetically, you're in a boxing match, red gloves are the wife, blue gloves are the mom, right? And I'm sitting in, exactly. Okay. And I'm sitting in the middle as the flipping referee trying to figure this out, right? Um, there's punches being thrown and I have to pick a team. You know what I mean? What happens? I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you, you going to say? I'm what like, happens, what are, how are you going to answer What <laughs> happens when two boxers get tangled up? The referee goes right in the middle of them and splits them up. Right. So what I'm saying is me as the son, right? I have to be aware enough to know where my mom is at. Just like we talked about at the very beginning to know where her feelings, her thoughts, everything, where her background, everything goes into it, where she's like, Oh, like I'm letting go of my kid, all, all of this stuff. And I want, I want to please her. And I also want to please my wife. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so honestly where it is, is this is where tons of like the mental work goes into it, where it's, I'm going to have the conversation with both of you and I'm going to say, Hey, listen, we all have separate lives and I am also a separate person. We all need to start living for ourselves. That's a very, very hard realization for everyone, Mm -hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Right. And so if my wife, because this is now my new family and mom, thank you so much for raising me. I love you so much. This has been amazing. Right. Hi, this is Lauren. She's my wife. We're having a baby together. Right. She gets to choose what she wants to do with her life. This is her choice. This is what she's chosen. I love you so much. Right. But I also respect my wife and I'm going to stick with her decisions. Right. And at the end of the day, guess what? You can come see the baby. You can come do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I need you to live your own life. Obviously, you might not be able to say that to your mom that way, right? Yeah. Um, and there's different ways to go about it, but like genuinely, that's like a very that's a very general route where it's like we we all have our own lives to live. And li- listen, I'm not in the house anymore, and I chose this person, so help me choose her as well. Does that make any sense? It does. But I feel like a lot of people are in a scenario where... That's a very easy answer where it's like, oh, just like pick your spouse, right? But what it is is that like you can't be afraid to to step on some toes on the way. And like genuinely, it might have to come down to that where it's like... I think, but though, I think you're coming from experience. And I think that's like what you're missing is talking about that is that... Like for so many years, and I I use that, I use that example because I'm like I'm very like opinionated on some yeah. things, right? So it's like holidays or things like that. We've talked sure. about that before, mm-hmm. and it was like, no, no, I want to do this or I want to do that, right. and you kind of were like, hey, I'm good with, like whatever, happy wife, happy life, kind of a thing, right? Well, in all reality, your mother, like your parents, your actual parents, should love you no matter what. Yeah, but like you still get that guilt, and so, but like what I'm trying to get you to get is guilt. that. Yeah, that sucks. Like what I'm trying to get to is that like you have these things and you're like, okay, like, yeah, like we would have these conversations yeah. and we would have an, we would agree on something. We would be like, we're going to the Tuckers for, for Christmas morning. <laughs> sure. These are stupid. This, these are stupid like analogies, but I'm using them. And you would be like a hundred percent in. you were like bought in, you were ready to go. You were like, yeah, I see parents- the benefit mm-hmm. of it. And then you'd see pictures or you get a text or you'd do something. And then asshole Matt would come out of the woodworks mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was the Vic, I was the like villain. Yeah. And it was like, you and I fought and like, cause I had FOMO cause I didn't go to the stuff for my family because that, that was my life before, but you were okay, yeah. but you were so okay with the plan beforehand. And yeah. so it caused so many fights in our relationship because I was yep. like, yep. What the actual hell? We had this conversation and you were okay with it a week ago. So what just changed? Right. And so I think that's where I'm like, a lot of people fit in that category. I don't feel like we have had a fight like that in a long time. Mm -mm. 
And I'm try I'm like literally sitting here with you right now. I'm like, what did we do? Like what what did you and I do that caused us we didn't have that? Which is it's exactly like what you said, where it was like, You're your own person, I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. But I think honestly, we kind of stopped caring <laughs> what our parents Well, it's like that thought. very it's that very first question. How do we get out of the mindset of, of caring what they think? It was a hundred percent that. It was like finally for the first time you have to start caring what about I wanted yourself. more than yeah. anything was to choose what I wanted to do, which mm-hmm. most of the time aligned with being with you. So right. what made you happy or what made our family happy or what did we want to do together? Like for years, Mother's Day was like a freaking nails on a chalkboard because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I wanted to see my mom and your mom and I wanted it to also be my day. And it took a long time to really figure that out and button it down. But we finally figured it out because I think it was kind of like, like you just said, the easy answer is to choose your spouse, but it's the want and the desire to choose your spouse and not really necessarily care and like detach from those relationships with your parents a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. I've been reading my phone. Well, you were talking about that. So here's the here's the contrast to that, right? Because there are parents, just like you said at the very beginning, that actually do cut their kids off, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and we have zero experience with that because, um, I mean. Neither one of our parents have cut yeah, us that's off not, ever. That hasn't happened to us. But the, the, we got a question. It's like how to let your in-laws back in after being cut off, especially back into grandkids. So I think that you, I think it, especially with this one, like if you were cut off by your parents or your in-laws, it, it goes back to the fact, the reason why it happened. Right. Yeah. And again, a lot of it is generational where it's like, oh, I don't support what you're doing. So the only way that I think that I can fix you is by discipline. Right. Oh yeah. And that means get out and I'm not going to support this anymore. Bye. Right. Sometimes that works. A lot of times it turns into rebellion and it's just like with our kids. It's like, if you just like toss them out to the wolves, then what happens either like they either mess up or they find themselves. It's a 50 50 at that point. Um, and so how to let them back in. Right. Um, I mean, if we want to get spiritual, the only perfect person was Jesus Christ himself, right? Where he learned to love everybody. He was non-judgmental, and he was absolute acceptance of his life. And so, Understanding, I think my, my simple answer would be, and I know that's not an easy answer, but it's understanding that no one's perfect and it's understanding that people make mistakes. And the reason that you got cut off is probably because you made a mistake and they cut you off and that was also their mistake. Right. And so forgiveness, acceptance, all of that stuff at the end of the day, these are the people that brought you into the world. And these are the people that, that will continually be on your team, whether you see it or whether they like to show you or not. Yeah. Like you can't forget your kid. You won't. Yeah. Right? I think, so. I think going into that too is like having those, like we keep saying, having those conversations, but even like getting back into the mindset of like not caring what they think. I think one of the best things you and I have ever been taught <laughs> were, was the response of like, I'm really sorry that makes you uncomfortable. Perfect. Yeah. Cause I think like I'm, I'm reading some of these and like right, so, some of them are like having to do with religious things and some of them are are having to do with um, like the conversations that their in-laws want to have with them. And, and I think that there's, there, it's okay to say to them like, Hey, Hey, mother-in-law, that's giving me sex toys. I guess. Thank you. But I just want you to know, like, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable that like you're choosing to do this, like, that, or, or have your, I don't know, like have your husband be there with you and have the conversation. Like <laughs> sex is really intimate and it, it makes me uncomfortable that, you're doing this. I know you're probably doing it out of love, but like it makes me uncomfortable kind of a thing. Or yeah, like that's, the, that's that's this side of it where it's where it's oh, you're doing something that's making me uncomfortable. And so what you're saying is just I have the conversation. Yeah. Or like or it's just be honest with them. Yeah. And no one likes like, to be honest. It's no, really hard. No. So or write a letter or send a text. I don't yeah. know. Like, I mean, I would obviously choose to do it in person because I think sometimes writing gets misconstrued yeah. with like how the tone is of it. Or even like with like what you choose to wear or how you choose to parent your kids. And Good. I'm glad you brought that up because it goes things. back to your first point where you said, I'm sorry that that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love you and thank you. Yeah. Right. And so if they come to you and they're like, well, 
you look or even your religious standpoint for like sure, let's like, throw that in there too like i don't but genuinely if they have any opinion on your life that you think is going to construe your way of thinking that's the answer mm-hmm. where it's like oh i'm so sorry that that makes you uncomfortable this is what i've chosen for myself and i love you and i th- and thank you and, and, one I of the appreci- my, and I appreciate your, in, your your concern and your input. One of my favorite things lately has been to say, like, in in all honesty, like, truthfully, like, there have been a few conversations I've had to have where yeah. those things have gotten brought up where it's like, why are you not doing this? They're like, we don't agree with this. And I'm like, I'm so sorry you feel that way, but I just want you to know how happy I am. Perfect. And I think that that's a hard thing to, like, come out. Do you know what I mean? Or like, mine and Matt's relationship has never been better. Yeah. Or whatever that is, Right. Because how do you come to somebody and tell them that that's wrong after that? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, at the end of the day, I don't really care if you think that that's wrong. Yeah. Truthfully, I don't. And that you, and guess what? You're totally valid in thinking that that's wrong or that I'm not doing the right thing or whatever. Like, that is your opinion. And you are entitled to that opinion a million percent. And I can't ever change that for you. I'm never going to be able to. So like, <laughs> if my mother-in-law decides she doesn't like me, I'm never, and I'm never... I guess well, I'm probably never going to change her mind on that or whatever. Yeah. Um. But all I can do is show her how happy I am or how show, show her how great her son is or whatever that is, right? That was the kind of a bad example. I My mother-in-law, I think, likes me. <laughs> so, in, in, in I mean. There is actually a really cool one in here that I want to talk about. Um, one of, Somebody asked us um, how to have a better relationship with your in-laws. Yeah, like how to learn to love them. Yes, which I kind of think is so cool that like that's a question that was asked because for us for a really long time, I feel like we just judged. I just, I judged the shit out of your parents. I'll say it right now. I will. And I was a total biatch about it (laughs) because I was like, how could they think this? Or why do they not like me or whatever, right? Like I was totally the victim. Yeah. And that's annoying. Um, And I'm sorry, this whole episode's on like me and my journey with my in-laws because I feel like I really have like a great relationship with them now and it wasn't always like that. And I'm really yeah, grateful. We love them now. I'm really grateful it's where it's at now. Like I really am. And, and it like makes me emotional thinking that I spent as many years as I did feeling like they didn't like me when I think that they probably liked me way more than I thought. I just was literally in a victim mindset of that. Yeah. Um, My best advice to that is like, I feel like the more you get to know somebody, and like I just said, like you make it an intention to figure out why they are the way that they are. The more you will love them. Like I can't look at either one of my in-laws without just an absurd amount of love. Yeah. And a like I think the easiest thing was first off, I was like, they literally gave me the person that I love more than anything else in this entire world. And they raised him and they made him who he is. Like even the, the good and the bad things, like the things that drive me crazy they like they they made that they yeah. raised him they gave him this fundamentals of like who he is right like he is a part of them and i love that so much like if anything th- that is one reason right there that i want them a part of my life right because as i learn about them i've learned more about you which has been really fun to kind of like put pieces together and see like okay how were you raised and Oh, this is coming up here. Do you know what I mean? Like as we've kind of gotten to know them and ask them stories. Like I love listening to the stories of my in-laws of like how they grew up and you know, like that's actually really good advice on like how to get closer. I really, like, okay, cool. Tell me about your past. But I really do love it. Like I'm yeah. not just saying that like, so I mean, if this is, if I'm saying this and you're like, I don't really care to get to know my in-laws then that's okay. Like don't, don't do it yeah. for me. This helped more than anything. Like, than spending quality time with them and doing anything was like having a genuine curiosity to figure out like why they are the way that they are. Like, and like Matt, like, and like you just said, it was like that generation doesn't really talk about a lot of things. And so sometimes those stories are hard to get out and I didn't need every like nitty gritty detail, but there's been some things that have been said in conversation where I'm like, wait, hold on. Was that just said? Like, wait, hold on. Like when we get in the car after we're like, did you hear what my mom said about this time in her life? And like, oh my gosh, like that's so funny. Like, yeah. And like, it's fun because I feel like at that time it makes them like real people instead of just like this parental figure that we've been grown up and taught to like kind of fear almost. And like, Perfect. and, and, and as you kind of go through it, like there's nothing I love more. It's kind of like talking to your grandparents. I feel like as parents get older, you kind of start to realize that like, I don't really have a lot of time left with them. 
And so like, what do I want to, why did you make that face? You're going to make me cry. I was going to cry. Okay. Don't say that. But like, truthfully, like, I think for me, it was like when my grandma passed away, like, I don't want to say thankfully she had cancer. Cause that's definitely not the word I want to use, but like, I'm grateful that we kind of knew her life was going to end because I was able to like, I wrote out a list of like, this is what I want to do with her. Not that I did do that, but I wrote out a list of a bunch of questions I had always wanted to ask her and oh. questions I had about her life. There were probably over a hundred questions I had for her Cool. and I gave them to her so she could film out while she did chemo because she mm. was so bored while she did chemo. Yeah. Um, and those have been so fun to look back on and like, and reminisce. But I'm like, it made me realize that like, why was I waiting until she was on her deathbed to ask her these questions and to get to know her <laughs> a little bit better? And so I even think like with my parents and with your parents, like the love for your parents has grown so much from a relationship that was really not great at the first couple of years. Like right. had you asked me a couple of years ago, would they be a part of our lives as much as they are now? My answer probably would have been no, absolutely not. Like mm -hmm. I had boundaries and I was like, nope, you don't get to see my kids. And like I use them almost as like, and by the way, don't use your kids as like freaking bait for your parents yeah. and vice versa. Like mm -hmm. that's not cool. Your kids didn't sign up for that. They didn't, but as I've gotten to know them and ge and genuinely got to know them, wanting to know their stories and, and how they tick and things like that. It's been so fun to see how like much love, genuine love. I'm like, Oh, I get you a little bit better. Like I understand why, like, and like the similarities I have with them in some sense, or like the similarities we have that we had growing up or things like that. So I don't, that's my best advice. Like if you're struggling with your in-laws, Try to get to know them a little bit better. Right. Like, I know it might be hard, but ask the questions like, how, what were you like in high school? Or like, you know, how was it growing up? Or like, do you know what I mean? Like family searches out there, jump on family search and start asking them about their parents. Sometimes that's the easiest gate into those questions of trying to figure out how they tick and why they act the way that they do is like, true. how were you raised? And you're like, oh, it was like a really disciplined household situation and the parents were never wrong. And yeah. so the fact that I'm like, not coming over every Sunday when you want me to is pissing you off because makes a lot of sense because I should be in your mind, but I don't want to. So yeah, like I get that and that's okay. You can be mad, but I'm not going to take that on. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I keep talking. Why you, would you ever apologize for that? I just, don't I just don't do that to yourself. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the stuff that people don't want to hear. Right. Oh dear. Um, and I think we could even wrap it up with this because I'm even like, I'm scrolling through these things that people sent into us. And I have a lot of sympathy for you, right? But, and I will say, but. Um, oh, yeah. I know what you're going to say. It's like a truth bomb. So just get ready for it. Like, hold on. Take a big, deep breath before we say this. <laughs> like, take a big, deep breath. And we're not coming at you right now. But we kind of are. But not really. Just yep. take a big, deep breath and just be open to what Matt's about to say to you. Because I know what he's going to say. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Go. Hopefully I say the right thing. I'm going to laugh if you don't. You can't blame anyone else for any relationship in your life other than yourself. So if you're sitting there blaming your in-laws because they offended you or because they don't spend they enough hurt time your with your feelings kids or, or be, yeah, because they want you to come over more, that's your fault. And the only person that can fix the relationship is you. You can't wait for them to fix the relationship. Oh, well, they're the bigger person and they're older. They should be able to have like the, they should be able to be able to like, it's their job. No, mm -hmm. it's yours. Yeah. If you want a better relationship with your parents, make it better. Mm -hmm. Lean into the things that make you uncomfortable. Um, figure out really what makes them tick and go fix it. You can't, it goes all the way to the back to expectations. If I expect somebody else to do something for me, then I'm already losing. Mm -hmm. I will take control of the situation. I will go fix a relationship. It is not on them. They'll probably sit back on their pockets, but watch me go to them, approach them and say, Hey, let's fix this. I want a better relationship because anybody that's coming to us complaining or coming to anyone complaining that, Oh, they hurt my feelings. Oh, they said this. Oh, they, they did this. How do we cut them? Or like they cut us off. How do we forgive them? It's like, you are the only one that can do that. They won't do it and don't expect them to because they won't. And even if they do, you still have to do that for yourself. So quit blaming them and quit expecting them to do anything. It's on you.
No one's coming to help you. And if you want the relationship with them, have the relationship with them. And if you don't? Point blank. You don't. Exactly. Right? But if you don't, figure out why you don't. Exactly. And then don't. Exactly. There we go. So, guys, the 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 whole in-law thing, that's that's awesome. Um, and you can even take that last piece of advice that we said, that I said, into any relationship that you have in your life. Is that like all of your problems are your own fault. Fix it. Quit blaming other people. Quit expecting them to do it. I love my parents. I love your parents. We have been through a hell of a lot with both of them. And, and they're not perfect. Like, And neither are we. And neither are we. But I no think that that's is. when you have to realize that your parents, just like you, are human beings. Right. Who have lives. Mm-hmm. And they have separate lives. And they have lives together. And then they have kids. And they are just like you. And you need to approach them with so much grace because we live in a generation, like you just said, that literally sits and bitches and moans that their parents fucked them up. And in all reality, <laughs> guess what? You might have had shitty parents. And I'm and I'm very sorry if you did. But your shitty parents aren't the reason that you have a deadbeat job right now. It's not. Right. It's yours. Mm-hmm. So Or anything else. Or anything else. I know. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, like, remember that they're human beings. And I know they might have hurt you, but, but take that and feel yeah. that and move on. But also, yeah, it, you can control your own life. This is your life. You only get one of them. Why would you not do it the way that you want to? If you want to have the relationship with them, have the relationship and make it as good as you can. Mm-hmm. You are the one that controls that. I love that. This has been great. It's been great. We need to end on that. I'm like, we, I have nothing else to say, which is shocking. So exactly guys tune in. We've got a really, really cool story for you guys. Plus we're going to have a couple of guests on the podcast here soon. So, um, please support us. We, uh, we would love the support. We're almost coming up on a year doing this. We've got like a support link at the bottom. If you guys want to like donate that, we would love that. Um, or and subscribe then, uh, to our email. And list. then we also have like a subscription to our email list. So, and we'll send out some fun stuff, some serious stuff, and just kind of let you know what we're into. Yeah. We have a lot of so. fun stuff coming up in the next couple months before this baby gets here and even after this baby gets here. Yeah. So I hope you guys are just following along the journey. Again, if anything in here resonates with you today, share it. Um, but we love you guys, and we hope you have a phenomenal week. All right. We'll see you later. Bye.